On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we head to the Capital Region for another Academy profile, and we slide headfirst into tracking Alberta talent in U.S. colleges. Welcome to Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We want to start this week's episode by congratulating the four newest members of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, Jason Bay, Ryan Dempster, Rob Thompson, and Gord Ash. A couple of the inductees have connections here in Alberta. Dempster pitched in five games for the Calgary Cannons back in 1999. He posted a 1-1 record with a 4.99 ERA and was clearly pretty good at the time as he struck out 29 batters in just over 30 innings of work for the Cannons. And Gord Ash was the mastermind of the Toronto Blue Jays for many years as GM and came to Medicine Hat quite regularly to check in on some of the talent he had drafted who were playing for the Baby Jays. That included Orlando Hudson and Alex Rios. Again, congratulations to all four who will be inducted this summer in Ontario. We also want to take a moment to wish Bob Elliott the very best and a speedy recovery after he collapsed at the Okotoks Dogs Dogs Academy Awards Banquet and Fundraiser over the weekend. The well-known baseball writer was just starting his keynote address to the crowd when it all happened. Moving on now, let's continue our 1-9 through series by taking a look at Prospects Academy. If you head over to albertadugoutstories.com, you can read more on the Edmonton Area Academy. I also spoke with Jordan Blundell recently about what they had to offer and more. Let's talk about the beginning days of Prospects Academy and where was it born out of? Who came up with the idea and, and how long has it been front and center in the Edmonton area? Well, it's been a decade plus now that, uh, you know, the idea kind of came up from, uh, you know, a group of people that, you know, saw saw a need to provide kids the opportunity to, um, you know, pursue the game um, year-round. And, you know, the buzzword of, you know, single sports stuff and, and trying to, to do multiple sports. Um, you know, we as we do in the academy now, we, we do mix in football and soccer and some things like that. Um, but the idea came from, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the desire of the, the student athlete to pursue it more seriously and, and spend more time crafting their game, you know, kind of like the supply and demand. It wasn't, it wasn't that, Hey, we're doing this. You have to do this. There was, you know, people kind of clamoring for the opportunity and it was born out of an idea from a, you know, it's a large area up here. There was a lot of kids that were kind of doing it on their own. Uh, and trying to find ways to get better in the off season and, and weren't pursuing multiple sports. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, the supply and demand was there. And, um, Coach Houston kind of started this up with, uh, with a couple other partners uh, in the, in the beginning. And, uh, you know, it's grown from there. Uh, we, we've had an indoor facility and um, things kind of went, went sideways there just financially with the size of the building and some of the other, issues attached with paying the rent you know the baseball stuff was fine it was you know trying to find other tenants for this and um, so the program uh, evolved into working with Belrose High School in St. Albert um, was a great relationship with with that and then still is uh, the kids that we have that aren't from the area attend Belrose um, you know they helped they helped uh, suit up the, the second gym there with some cages for us and we got some turf down and um, created a training center and, and, a, and an environment to, 
to succeed in. You know, the weight room was on site. Um, it was upstairs, so you really got that team chemistry. You can you know hear guys hooting and hollering upstairs when they're putting weight up, and you know guys down below working on honing their craft in the cage and on the tees, and you know doing bullpen work in the mouths out, have a video going. So it was it, it was a real special situation there, and uh, from that the program grew. Uh, you know, originally it was as a one team, you know, kind of grade 10, 11, 12. Um, I don't think elite's the right word, but it was it was the, the kids that wanted to pursue the game seriously, and, and you call it baseball as a dream and an option. It just so happened that there were a lot of good players that had that dream. So um, there were some good players that had come through here, you know, as always, but especially in the beginning. And uh, for us, fortunately enough, it's it, the program's grown. Um, we have three teams kind of a, a three, third and a half team that we do in the spring for some younger kids that want to get going a little bit earlier than some of the club ball stuff. And aside to that, we've got a whole group of kids that join us in just workouts. It's the junior prospects. And those, that age range is, you know, uh, 10, 11, all the way up to 14. And, you know, same same idea. You know, we, do, we go a couple times a week and we provide instruction and the kids provide the energy and the enthusiasm and, we have a blast. There's lots of high fives. There's lots of laughs. You know, we try and find a way to teach them while still having fun, which is not a big challenge. We we love doing that as coaches. I mean, we have a blast with the with the young kids. It's it's cool to see, you know, their enthusiasm for the game and, and their willingness to compete and get better. You know, on a on a Sunday morning at eight thirty a.m. So it's been it's been really cool for me to to join into the program, and it's 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 a really special thing that. Um, you know, Cam and, and some of the coaches before me created. It's one of those things, as you mentioned with the coaches, is that these are some high-level guys. I mean, you, you have the Mike Johnsons, the Cam Houstons. I mean, these guys are have been around the game a long time. How important is it for you guys to be able to bring that experience and that expertise to the table for these young players? And this is expertise that maybe the coaches didn't necessarily have when they were growing up through the system. Well, exactly. You know, it's a situation where you know, obviously, Mike Trasme speaks for itself. Um, he's done pretty much everything you can do in the game mm-hmm. uh, for uh, a youth from Sherwood Park to, to do. Um, you know, his rapport with the pitchers is, is second to none. It's it's just great. The guys, you know, feed off of what his ability to communicate is all about. Um, you know, and with with his experience and, and uh, you, you know you're getting the goods as a player. And then with Cam, it's a situation where you know he, Cam and I were the were where these kids were you know 20 years ago you know we wanted to pursue this uh, at, at another level outside of high school here in, in this community and um, Cam had a, a a hugely successful college baseball career he was mm-hmm. a preseason All American he put up video game numbers when he was down there it was it was a situation where there was you know an outside shot that he was going to get a chance. Uh, to pursue the game and he was actually pretty good on the mound as well um, and then kind of a knee thing derailed his his ability to keep going and um, you know sometimes when you play the game hard things happen and we kind of see that a little bit with what Larry Walker's going through and, you know, he didn't play all the all the games he could have because he played the game hard and there was some he got dinged up every once in a while so um, Cam was in the same boat like I said he had a, a really successful college career um and and his love for the game and his ability to 
you know, purvey that to the kids. Um, the kids feed off that. It's, uh, you know, like the same thing with Mike is they, they know Cam has, you know, accomplished some things as a player and, and accomplished some things as a coach and a developer and, um, you know, a mentor for guys. And um, he's had a lot of success with a lot of players and, and helped them further their game down into the U.S. and in some instances into some of the Canadian schools. And, you know, the kids have had success and success kind of breeds more success. And, um, you know, when you come into the program, it's, it's, it's low maintenance. You know, we have some expectations of the players that, you know, you come in with the, the right mindset and we talk about having the right attitude to, you know, try and get a little better today. You know, what are we working on? What's our goal for today? And, you know, we work hard to, to try and help those players achieve that at the end of the day. Uh, it, it's it's their game. It's the players' game, and they need to take responsibility for their, you know, ability to improve. But you know, we're there. We're there beside them, trying to do whatever we can to help facilitate that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've I've heard over and over and over again through these conversations is developing not just good baseball players but good human beings and and young adults. And talk about that aspect of things as you guys go about your business. Oh, for sure. I mean, at at the end of the day, when you when you talk to college coaches or, or anyone that's looking to pursue a player that we have, you know, the, the first thing that they ask is, you know, what kind of player, what, what kind of person is he? Um, how is he in school? Um, you know, and, and coaches like the, the catchphrase "glue guy" and "hard worker," and you know, you're not going to have a problem with him, coach. And um, you know, those are some of the things that we explain to the players that are that are important qualities that. You know, when, when we make the first phone call and, and, and we're trying to promote you, that's what gets asked first. And then you know, what kind of athlete is he? What kind of baseball player is he? What positions can he play? Is he just a you know, one-trick guy? Is he, is he stuck at this position or is he multidimensional? And, um, you know, to, to be able to tell a coach that um, from us and, and, and that over the years you build up some some credibility with programs that um, they get a player from you and, and uh, it works out that they'll, they'll make the call again every year and, and find out, you know, who else do you have? Um, the, the kids that, that end up going down somewhere or get an opportunity somewhere, you know, they're carrying the torch for the kids that are three or four years younger. You know, if they go in and represent themselves properly and, and represent the program they're joining uh, first class, then it's an easy phone call for that coach to make to us to find out who's next um and and you know it looks the the kids understand that it's not something that you need to convince them of uh, they get it you know the kids are are well aware of the opportunities ahead of them with you know uh, everything at their fingertips on their phone they, they can seek out all this information on their own um and they understand that when we get our guys back at christmas break and and you know a 20 year old's kind of hanging out with the 14 year old hitting on the tee with them and, you know, they high five or, or they, they kind of share some information or share some knowledge, that kind of bond um, is priceless. And then that, now that 14 year old player understands that, you know, I could be like this person, you know, I'd look up to this person and, and they're willing to put some time in with me. Um, and, and when I see that as a coach, I, it lights me up a little bit. That's, that's what the game's about is, is passing on knowledge, sharing knowledge, and and it's your job to apply that, you know, and that's kind of where the the trick is. You know, you can you can share the knowledge, and then 
um, you know, perhaps that particular player isn't able to execute it. You know, at the end of the day, you gotta, it's what you do with that knowledge that gives you the, the, the opportunity in the, in the final system as we go up level. So, um, the fact that the players that we have come back are like that with our young guys is, is, is special. And it's one of those things, too, that not only are they giving back in in the baseball community, but they also seem to be giving back at a community level, too. And I know in talking to the different programs already is that that's been a big staple of theirs and and having the community buy into the program. And I think St. Albert's, it sounds as though they've done the same thing with what Prospects Academy is all about. Uh, Totally, totally. Um, Our relationship with Samla is is unique and it's special that, that we can have that kind of relationship with a minor baseball organization. Um, you know, our guys are, are field crew workers during the day. Our guys, you know, help out with Challenger baseball on Monday nights and, and give back to the community in that way. Uh, last year, we helped uh, a local school build a this super awesome playground. I can't even believe yeah. this playground. It was amazing. I wanted to stay there myself and, and put some time in on all all the jungle field apparatus. <laughs> it, was, it was something special. And uh, it was kind of funny when we're trying to set up you know, this multi-level Ikea type playground. And, you know, I'm not, I'm no good at that kind of stuff. And you, you kind of figure out which players maybe have a little bit of an engineering mindset, which players are more, give me the nail, I'll hammer it in. And <laughs> it's fun to, it's fun to see the guys kind of come together and, and figure out and problem solve outside of a baseball environment. Um, and then, you know what, our benefit to that is we get that team building, that team bonding, um, that camaraderie, and, and and on top of that, we're able to give back into the community that's done a lot for us as a baseball program. So it's it's, a, it's always a win-win situation. And, and you know, selfishly, we feel like we get more out of those those kind of events than than the program or, or the the area that we're helping. So um, it, it's been great that way. Uh, like I said, St. Albert's been been tremendous with us, um, first-class organization, and um, they've supported us uh, through through. 10, 10 plus years of of doing this so we're really lucky to have them as a, as a partner with what we're doing and one of the things too that you're able to do sort of as a selfish aside on this in a sense is that you get to see some of the up-and-coming talent for even something as simple as uh the edmonton prospects western canadian baseball league team as well what does that add to your your abilities as somebody who's involved in both sides um, well, you know, it's kind of a natural progression for the players to, um, you know, work themselves up into competitive summer collegiate baseball. Um, as a college player, that that's another part of the funnel system. There's, you know, 1,500 college baseball teams. There's there's only 500 summer league teams that are doing it at, at that kind of really competitive level where, uh, you know, you're playing every night, 705 starts, anthems, and all that kind of stuff with the crowd. Um, you know, the fact that we have the, that level of baseball in this community um, only provides the opportunity for players to dream and, and dream bigger and know that they're they're capable of reaching that level. Um, you know, every year there's there's local players that that climb the ranks and and, and become players with the with the WCBL team and, and get in that league. And, um, you know, if you if you came out of Sherwood Park or Samba or Seba or any of the programs around here, Parkland, and and you co- you catch a game as a 13 year old and um, you know, you recognize a player that was on the mid to triple A team two years ago that you watched a game on. Uh, it, it, it links up the idea in your mind that that's that's achievable. It's possible for you to also be that player if you so desire and, and you're willing to 
you know, sacrifice and put the work in to take your game to that level. Um, for for myself as a recruiter and, and now the the manager of the ball club, yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's a bonus that I get to kind of be around all the local players and, and watch them develop and see who they are as people and, and, and figure out, you know, if the if down the line they're going to be a potential fit and, and identifying them and, you know, bantam and then early midget and then grade 12 year and, you know, maybe into their, their, their freshman, sophomore year to be able to keep tabs and, and stay connected with the coaches that they grew up with is is completely valuable for us in the recruiting process. You know, it's uh, it is a winning league. You know, we are we are trying to help kids develop, but we also have an eye on, you know, performing things for our fans and, and winning baseball games is part of that. So, um, the fact that we can identify players from around here and uh, potentially build a roster around some of the guys here and supplement them with, you know, players born outside this area is is, is special for us. The fact that we have so many good young players here is um, sometimes. Uh, Sometimes tough to decide, you know, which player fits in in your in your roster for the the WCBL team. I mean, we could we could we could have a full roster of local players, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but we're trying to push that level of compete up and 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 make it so that you know you really need to earn your your spot with that ball club. Um, you know that that starts grade nine, grade ten. You know, you start getting an eye on the prize down the line and into your you know early collegiate years and and. Uh, you know, you do your best to give yourself the best opportunity to, to be selected for that. What does a name like Eric Sabrowski do for a program like yours, a guy who gets drafted as he did and is getting as many accolades as he has? You know, I think it just, um, Eric, Eric's a special kid. He's, he's always been a special kid. I think we were, um, you know, just part of the process for Eric. Um, and we didn't create Eric, you know, he, he created himself and we were kind of just lucky enough to be a part of that ride with him. You know, obviously we, we've put a lot of time in with that player and, you know, Eric's put a lot of time in outside of, of being with us. Um, the fact that he's having the success and, and the recognition and the opportunity at professional baseball is, is a dream come true for him. And, and as a program, it's a dream come true for us. Um, you know, we, we do this to, Help kid, help provide kids the the, the lessons and, and the experience that we had at those ages, and and how much fun I have playing college baseball, and the fact that I'm still close with multiple teammates I had back when I played in, in the early 2000s, and we still communicate to this day. You know, sometimes it's daily. Um, if players that are pursuing this uh, this this game and trying to get to the highest level they can. Um, get to experience some of the things that I personally got to have um, with the friendships and the memories, um, you know, that's mission accomplished for us. And the fact that Eric has now kind of exceeded those and he's going to get a chance at pro ball. It's just exciting. You know, we turn into, you know, at one point we were, we were coaches and, you know, sometimes hard on a player, sometimes trying to motivate a player, sometimes, you know, soft or whatever we need to be to help that player today to achieve his goals. Now we get to turn into fans, Mm-hmm. and uh you know we're hopeful that eric has to put a whole bunch of tickets aside at some point to, to get us down to see him play in the big right <laughs> agreed final question for you what defines success to you when it comes to prospects academy and the players that are coming through i think success for us is that the players um value what they've learned with us 
that the players have a great time, that they build some friendships within the program, uh, that they create lasting friendships that will um, be there longer than the three or four years that they play high school baseball, um, that they're able to remain in the game and give back as they enter adulthood and turn into you know, peewee coaches, midget coaches, whatever it may be, the fact that they're willing to give back to their local organization and uh, help with a camp or, um, you know, coach their own kids at some point and at the low levels and, and bring those kids up and, and sharing that knowledge and being willing to, um, you know, give up some of their time for that. Uh, I think that's success for us. You know, having players achieve, you know, great things in the game is obviously special. You know, we have, you know, we have some other players that are kind of knocking on the door, maybe getting an opportunity in pro baseball like Eric. You know, that's great for us too. You know, we don't want to discount that. You know, that kind of is what this is all about is to help, help kids get as high up as they can and, and set your goals high. And you, you never know, you might just get there. Um, but I think the lasting impact of our program is what we do in the community. You know, our relationship with Samba, uh, the fact that a lot of our players end up getting into the game as coaches once they're done their college career that they're willing to come back and put time in. Um, I think that's what the program is about. I think that's the special part of, of the community that the prospects have created around um, the, the, the past players, the present players, and then the, the future players that are looking for baseball to be an avenue for them, um, that they know that, you know, this program has been around a long time. There's, you know, a, a ton of players. I don't know what the number is. Maybe it's a hundred, maybe it's 75 that have gone on to pursue college baseball and, and got a degree and, and made lasting friendships all over North America where, you know, down the line they can go back to an alumni game in, in Texas or South Carolina or Kansas and, and meet up with players 10 years after they played. And, you know, that whole process kind of started with us is, is, is what makes the game special. It's a really small community. There's a lot of people in it, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a pretty small community and, you know, we're happy to be a part of it in, in uh, you know, the greater Edmonton area. And we're really fortunate that we have kids that we do. Jordan, I appreciate the time and the insights into Prospects Academy and all the best in the coming season and beyond. I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you very much. One of the challenges we've noticed in covering Alberta's baseball scene is trying to track where all the young talent is going stateside during the college season. Dozens of players are playing collegiate ball in the U.S. and doing some great things, but where do you even start? Kevin Wall runs the Twitter account at College Baseball, although the LL is replaced by a 1-2. It highlights some of the key performances every day by those Canadian kids. While it's still a relatively new account, we chatted with Kevin about its beginnings, the hopes and dreams, and what all goes into running cbplayers.com. Let's talk a little bit about the very beginnings of this idea of tracking the progress of players, Canadian-born, in the college ranks down south. Where did this idea come from, and what was the goal initially? It started quite modestly. My son, when he was in high school, played baseball pretty much every day. If we weren't at practice, we were at games, and we got to meet a lot of cool people. Over the years, we came across lots of people and their kids, and we'd see each other every day at the park and on the travel circuit. And in that situation, we were meeting a lot of people. And when it came time to graduate high school, how are you going to follow these people? The kids were going all over the place. (laughs) 
it turns out in the U.S. there's about 1,700 college-level schools. So if you wanted to follow the progress of these people you came to know, it was very difficult. I found myself going to a lot of different websites. Sometimes something happened, sometimes something didn't happen. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool with all these computers if I could somehow put in the players that I cared about and then the system would tell me when one of these players I was tracking did something cool, maybe started a game, maybe hit a home run, maybe got signed up by a school, right, on a roster. So it got started modestly to track friends of our family and people who played baseball, and it kind of grew from there. So what we do now is we've expanded it to do all Canadians. So we check the rosters of 1,700 schools. When we find Canadians, we add them to a list. When these boys are playing in games and they do anything cool, we tweet if they have an achievement, and we make daily reports. And where this brings us is quite easily, each morning when I get up, I can have a cup of coffee, check my Twitter, see if anything cool happened, and go to one web page and see a daily report. Scan the report for the players I like and say, oh, John hit a home run. Oh, Steve started the game. And instead of me hunting for web pages, I can just go to one page and see everything there while I drink my coffee. So is this something that you were able to put in, you know, is it algorithms on websites or how does that all work in the grand scheme of things? Oh, good question. Well, first of all, it all runs on a little laptop, (laughs) an older laptop that I have. But today in the software side, everything's very cool, right? Mm -hmm. These programs to do things, technology is pretty amazing now. So being able to run through There was this professor at MIT, and he would drop his pen. And when it hit the ground, he'd say, there's a billion instructions. So these computers can rifle through data like crazy. Uh, Most of the time, who cares? I only care about the report. You know what I mean? It's fascinating to me is watching the the updates and, and that pour in on a daily basis like that. When it comes to tracking the players individually, how does that all work? How do you manage to input all of the all the different players in? Is it a matter of you having to man, manually do it, or is there a way that there's an algorithm that tracks Canadian-born on each of the rosters? More of an algorithm. So it's a proprietary algorithm I developed using very standard industry tools. I've had the benefit of a lot of good online instruction from a lot of courses and schools and what have you. And this is kind of like standard first-year computer science stuff. So if somebody goes to a computer science course today, they may learn languages like Python and tools like Pandas and other things. And what we're doing here is actually very, very simple. But like you said, it's very cool and I find practical because I myself am a very lazy guy, right? I like to drink coffee. <laughs> and like you, I'm amazed when these tweets come in. Tweet, tweet, somebody at a home run. Tweet, tweet, somebody's on a roster, right? And then I go to this report, and uh, I can see all their names, plays. If I like something, I can click on a link and get like deep dive. And I can do this while I'm doing my real job and just as I'm having a cup of coffee. 
Talk a little bit about the reaction to this tool, because I assume a lot of not just family and players enjoy it, but I assume there's probably a few scouts and that kind of thing who are able to track players through your site without actually uh, needing to do their own legwork as well. Well, it's still very new, right? But uh, there has been a lot of... uh, sincere thanks from parents, right? Mm -hmm. Because the name of the game for us here is to uh, promote Canadian achievement. So these Canadian boys, you know how hard it is to play college ball. You got to go to school, you're traveling. Uh, When you do something, it's a great relief, (laughs) right? You know what I mean? It makes it all worthwhile. So my favorite reactions are when a player will usually make a correction like uh, send an email to cbplayers.com and say something like, you have my hometown wrong. And by the way, when I come back from practice, I like going to your site so I can catch up on my friends who are all over the place. So it's a quick way for them, even though they're friends and everything, just to see what their friends are doing Mm -hmm. without spending a lot of time. So the reaction has been very modest, but very sincere. Parents liking things, players liking things. Some newspapers like yourself, uh, like media outlets, liking things. But it's all driven by this. what these players are doing is amazing. And our goal is to help make sure these amazing things can be recognized by people who want to follow it. Does it surprise you at all to see the sheer number of Canadian kids that are playing ball stateside or anything along the way that, as you've developed this, that has taken you by surprise or you had that moment of, wow, didn't see that coming? Well, to be honest, I'm pretty much surprised on a regular basis. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I started this, I didn't know anything about baseball college in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea, right? I thought there was NCAA. So then you start coming across all these organizations. So one of the first things that surprised me was how big college baseball is down in the States. 1,700 schools, 60,000 players. It's huge. And when I would go to the games, like, well, my son was in college, the passion fans have was the same that we had in high school. But, like, you know, people who love baseball and see what these kids are doing, whether it's in minor league or high school or college, it's amazing. So the passion... And the care and how hard everybody works. And to be honest, almost everybody's a nice guy, right? Like everybody's working really hard. So what surprised me was how big it was and how similar people were, like in their love for baseball and watching it. And if you follow baseball, there's a lot of failure, right? You do strike out. (laughs) You do make the error. Like... Baseball's a grinding thing. So when you see these boys do things and persevere and come back the next year and the next year, uh, the surprising thing is it's amazing and it's so common between people and it's something I enjoy very much. Talk a little about what the future might have in store. Have you ever thought about how it might expand or be refined or anything that kind of is on your to-do list on, on this project in the years ahead? We're just absorbing a big transition from a static website. Last year in 2018 season, we were running a blog with principally the same data, but it was static pages on a a very difficult-to-find URL. So for 2019, we launched a new website, 
CB players. CB is college baseball, Charlie Bravo, cbplayers.com, where all of this stuff is interactive, like on a dashboard. So Canadian players have one page. And from there, you can see every Canadian that's hit a home run, every pitcher that started a game. Uh, so in one simple click, so you don't have to be a technology expert, just got to know a web browser, go to a web page, and when you start seeing the names of the boys you know, the technology fades into the background, and you see the players, their pictures, their scores, and you remember how small they might have been. Now you look at their picture and you go, wow, 6'5". <laughs> <Six>, <laughs> I remember I'm driving to the game. <laughs> but, uh, so the, the big goal for 2019 is to absorb this, make sure that Twitter uh, is, like, you know, is providing value to the followers. The website is clean and not technical. We want to upgrade the graphics. Right now, our site's pretty challenged. We don't really have a nice logo. So we want to stylize it for 2019. And then for 2020, uh, kind of goes beyond Canada, so to speak. But we also do other countries, right? right. We're doing Australia, Cuba. Uh, we can basically do any group of player on any criteria. So it leaves our promoting Canadian players a little bit. But say we wanted to know left-handed batters in junior college division one, we could have all our reports doing just that. So you'd come to your website and see your, and it's what our mantra is here, your favorite players. Are they Canadians? Are they Albertans? Are they in a particular organization? It's your favorite players, not somebody else's. So you would be able to sign on to the website, pick your player criteria, either by name or by uh, property, like uh, where do they hail from, you know, what's their batting, whatever. Set your criteria, and then all of these reports would be only for your players. So that's where it's going. And uh, we're pretty much there, but we're taking it one step at a time. It's definitely a great Twitter account and a website to keep tabs on if you want to follow young Canadian baseball talent around the U.S. college ranks. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and shedding some light on what goes into the process for you. Thanks, Joe. Really appreciate it, and good luck. I follow your website and Twitter. It's awesome. Thank you. We want to once again thank Jordan Blundell at Prospects Academy and Kevin Wall at cbplayers.com for joining us on this week's edition of the podcast. If you want to help spread the word about us, make sure you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Let's try this. If you're listening to the podcast right now, head on over to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and tag us in a post showing where you're listening. Thanks again for supporting Alberta Dugout Stories in the podcast. We'll chat again next week.